Welcome to Rich in Life, a podcast for anyone looking to be entertained while picking up a few tips on life, luxury, and resilience. And now your host, Rich Irani. Hey, Garrett. How are you? Good. I'm excellent. Okay, great. We have another very impromptu um, a podcast today. Uh, we're in the beach. We're by the beach in Ocean Grove. And a friend of mine, Garrett Swan, stayed with me this weekend with his husband. And I decided at the very last minute that I would put you in the hot seat yeah. and have a little recording. Let's do it. And and we had a lovely, you were lovely hosts. We had a lovely weekend after a, a, um, uh, a spellbound trip to Puerto Rico that we just came from, Old San Juan. Which I'd never been. Have you ever been to Puerto Rico? No, I have not. Really? No. Old San Juan. It, it's really kind of like like from out of time. Like you, it's Old San Juan. Now the other parts of Puerto Rico, I we didn't really venture into. So we kind of stayed in Old San Juan, and it, it really felt. It's very historic there, and it, you felt like you were in some like in even in the 1920s or 30s in like some like Spanish town. Was, so why didn't you invite us? That's what I want to know. <laughs> It was an influencer trip. Oh, okay. So there we go. Okay, there we go. Here is the perfect segue into, (laughs) I know you guys listening saying, who the fuck is Garrett Swan? Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you who he is. He's a former actor. He's a model and an influencer and co-founder of Alfex. It's a men's apparel brand that is actually starting with underwear. Yes. And I know Brad is is doing some modeling yes. for the underwear, which I'm very against, by the way. I know I you know, know that you I'm are, against but it. he is going to be the best, best um, uh, like life model like we're gonna have. I'm not interested in the best. He needs to look his best and he doesn't look his best. And I told him, why in the world would you want to do it now when you don't look your best? It's going to stay on forever. But see, that's what is the definition of your best? That's the thing we have. It's also that's his definition of the best is what I think is the best. That's what everyone's definition of the best should be (laughs) is what I think. Exactly. That's what the best is. So then that that clears that up. But when, but the definition of where we're at in our lives of being better. So if he's at this state and he's achieving to be better, he's in the perfect place, the perfect kind of model, the perfect um, ambassador to represent the brand because it's about, the brand is more about for all men, right? We're, we're, we're trying to target guys with real guys, real bodies, like not, we're not trying to, because the, the problem with retail right now is that we're showing all these sexy hot bodies, but if you look at the 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 average size waist size for an American man is forty inches, that tells me that it's those underwear ads and those kinds of things are unrelatable. So if we have real guys with real bodies, even wherever we're we're going to display guys in different shapes and sizes because we really need to promote, promote body positivity. Because I think there's this there's this um, this stigma of trying to feel like look so perfect all the time this perfect masculine and, and listen i fall into it too i'm i'm just as i'm just as i'm not going to be a hypocrite and say that i don't fall into that but i am completely um on board with about accepting our bodies and and being better and if we can get better why don't we do it and take that action okay so to play devil's advocate for a second yes your business partner who's let me see his name is tom Spate? Spate. Spate. Tom Spate. He was the former president of Calvin Klein Underwear. 
and the former CEO of To Exist. Yes. Now, that's your business partner who's very impressive, which is why how I know that I, this is how I know your underwear plus the ideas you told me about your underwear. Yeah. I know it's going to be a huge success, but they were onto something, Calvin Klein and To Exist, right. putting guys who are in great shape. Yes. In this underwear, yeah. because this is what men who are size 40, yes. size 36, whatever it is, yes. they want to buy the underwear that these guys with great bodies are wearing. So maybe they were onto something. Could it be that maybe you might be wrong on that? Um, so I, I hear what you're saying, but that was at a time where we were promoting sex in a lot of advertising. And so, and that was, there was a stigma. There was... Um, uh, what was the, um, was it a Dior or was opium and all those like perfume ads and all that. It was really trying to, it was in the seventies and the eighties into the nineties, really identifying in this very sexual nature about really freeing ourselves and being sexual and feeling sexy and all of that. I think because of events that have happened during our pandemic, um, people have become depressed. People don't haven't taken care of themselves. I think there's um, Black Lives Matter, all these like social issues and Asian hate, all these things that are going on. I think people are like really taking a hard look at themselves and looking at the truth of themselves and looking at themselves in the mirror and seeing what can I do to be better because I am I'm unhappy. I'm, I, I talked to so many men. We've done so much data research, mm -hmm. especially for, um, um, because of we're doing, we're starting with an underwear brand because we're starting from the inside out. It's going to be a, a, an apparel brand, but we're starting from the inside out. So let's, where do we start? We start with underwear. It's like a paper doll. You know, we put the underwear on, then we put the pants on, then right. we put the t-shirt okay. on. So tell me, so, so what, why underwear? Well, tell me about Alfix. Okay. Why is it different? Like, why is your underwear going to be different? I know it's for every, it's for every man, for all body shapes, but right. really not for anything. So is Calvin Klein and so is to exist. The only difference is, is they put them on beautiful models. Right. That's the only difference. How is your underwear going to be any different from these other brands? Well, we know how Calvin Klein's made and apparently it's like the cheapest cotton that they could right. possibly buy. Right, it falls, it does, it falls so, apart. And it falls apart. So we're focused Which, full disclosure, <laughs> I wear Calvin Klein yeah. and my kids always say there's a hole in your underwear. <laughs> I just bought See, them. you just answered I wear the, the question. I, did, I, did, I answered my question. Well, okay, but I don't know. Yours are not going to do the same right. thing. Well, no, so we we really did, um, we did a lot of, uh, we, we hired a, um, a designer named Anna Tobler. She was a VP of design at Ralph Lauren for 18 years. Um, and super pro, we call her our unicorn because she she knows everything from sourcing to um, dealing with factories and design, et cetera, et cetera. So we um, we did a lot of research. Um, we found we went through a, we went through five factories around the world. Uh, we started in Portugal, Peru. China, Thailand, and we landed on Sri Lanka. And the reason, a lot of the reason why is because you need minimum orders and we have, we wanted to keep it low minimums. So what did we do? We wanted a product that was very sustainable. It was ethical sourcing. Um, we wanted cotton with a little bit of modal because modal is a tree pulp. Um, it's like a fiber that gets sewn in with the cotton and it softens it. And then we put 6% spandex because spandex if you don't have that spandex, it, it holds it in place. And we found that when you have um, just 100% cotton, cotton stretches, it bunches up, it rides up on men. So what the biggest complaint with men is ride up and pinching on their boxer briefs and trunks. 
So what we went, we went to the drawing board and said, what's not out there that's not solving this problem? So we decided to make um, an underwear that has two leg widths. So we have a modern cut and an athletic What cut. is a leg wet? Leg widths. Like, oh, leg Wait, widths. widths. Like, just so like jeans. Leg widths. Okay, that's how you, okay. So now how does that fit into the size? Like if somebody wears a 34, do they have to give, oh, waist 34 leg something else? Yeah, so what we're doing is we're doing a modern cut, which is, um, we're not body shaming anybody, right? First of all, we're not saying skinny, slim. We're not using those right. kinds of, um, those keywords. Of course, you have we, to be very PC here. Yeah, you have to, you have to think, we're, you have to use words. So we use modern, because we, when we think of modern, we think of more sleek design right. we more fitted more contemporary cuts so modern is our our our, our thinner um cut and then we have an athletic cut so, so athletic is the wider is a wider so so you can well if that's really not i don't know if that's really not like what is it mind fucking with people like you know for bigger guys like oh i'd be athletic cut well some guys just have naturally are predisposed like big thighs i guess so you're right yeah, but it's you, not from it's not from athletics right but okay but, but in any case i like it you were a great athletic probably, those guys probably are are, are pretty athletic <laughs> anyways okay. they, they can do squats really well okay so it's kind of the same you so it's the same exact style with two different leg widths yes so we're modern and athletic. athletic and we're the first to market to come out with this so just like how jeans solved that problem with right. skinny slim right you know wide leg so we're doing the same thing but with underwear which and so we we're doing a brief a trunk and a boxer brief um and we're doing five colors the three silhouettes so you technically you'll have 130 choices of underwear to choose from Okay, so now I'm going to tell you my biggest issue with underwear. Okay, what underwear is Underwear and bathing suits. Okay. It doesn't matter how great the underwear is. If the elastic pinches in any way, shape, or form, and this is the thing that bothers me, and I've seen guys jog, you know, up and down the yeah. beach here with great bodies, but for some reason, when that underwear pinches them in the back, it gives a little bit, and they have great bodies. They probably look better right. out of the underwear. Right, right. And I've seen it at the gym. I've seen it on people running. And that's right. what I personally, myself, right. I'm very aware of the way I look, even from the back. I don't know why. So like I make sure that I'm either covered up or my underwear, I take it with my two hands yeah. and I stretch the hell out of the elastic because the I waistband. don't, in the waistband. Right. So that's what, what yes, that really bought, and everyone from Ralph Lauren and every other brand with the neon green and the logo is pinching these guys in the back. And I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. <sighs> well, that's what, so the, the, our whole point is, is we want to do personalization to our customization in the process of you choosing your underwear online. So we're going to ask, do a quiz to do uh, like a fit quiz. So we're gonna ask specific questions about your your waist size, your leg circumference, your if you're big, thin, like skinny, thinner legs. Um, we're gonna say how tall you are. We're not gonna discuss weight. So what what we're gonna do is we're it'll come up with that size that's right for you. So if you say you don't want a a, a pinching waistband, right. so you're gonna give me a bigger size. We're gonna give you a bigger size in the waistband, but then a, a leaner cut in the legs. Yeah, but you're not making these. It's not custom underwear. There's not bespoke underwear. I mean, I wish it were, but it's not. I it's mean, as close to bespoke underwear as you're going to get. For real? Yes. Okay. Because so, yes. I like that. I, yeah. See, now that that's right up my alley. Yeah. That's my issue. If I can get the bigger, the, the looser waistband with the fitted, right. I like that because I don't, I, you know, just in case the underwear peaks or whatever, you don't want it to dig in. And anyway, that's my pet peeve. We well, don't, we don't and, have to. And you know, what, our goal is actually down the road is to, um, 
is to manufacture in the country and and order on demand that underwear can be ordered on demand so what what the cost of what we do is we order the we have the raw materials and we make them in our factory if someone orders them there's new technology now called gerber um, technology and acumar and what it does is you can if the pattern's already designed and you put in different measurements it'll come up with a new printed out um 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 Oh my God! Why am I breaking? <laughs> what, like a printed out like size chart? No, no, or something, no, 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 or? not a um, no, a um, a pattern. It'll come up with a with pattern. A pattern. Okay. It'll print out a pattern, and right. that that gets sent to the cutting machine. It gets cut, it gets sewn, and it's a, a, already made to order. Okay, underwear. so wait, I, so I it's don't know customized I, underwear. Uh, listen. You can't, bullshit you, a, that? you can't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> there is no way you're telling me that people are going to give it, give you their measurements and you're going to do a new pattern for every customer. Well, there's, I think also there's down the road, there's, I've actually done some research. There's, there's going to be potential AI like um, uh, that will um, scan people's bodies and you can tell your measurements by your body. That that's what Gerber technology already does. They actually what they do is they put the model, the the fit models in a in a in a room, right. and the, the the computer scans their body, and right. it it can tell all their measurements by that scan. I know, but I'm still not understanding, and I probably won't for it's another okay. hour. It's okay. I still don't understand how you're going to come out with underwear and whatever, small, medium, large, extra large. You're going to going extra- athletic. You're going to have modern. But that, what does that have to do if somebody's issue is you know I either have a really small waist or I don't want it to pinch? You're not coming up with like sizes in between small, medium, and large. No, we're going to extra small to double XL. I know, but you're still not changing the pattern of the underwears that you're already cutting. Well, we've what we've done is we've cut the fabric that it will fit on different body types. We've actually added a gusset underneath the um, the crotch area to oh, give more that. room, so there's more room in the in the crotch. We've actually shaped the crotch so it it perfectly aligns your pouch, and if you have a bigger if you have a if you're a you know have a bigger groin, it it'll go with you. So the it has a good enough stretch that it won't confine you. I found that a lot of underwear, like I've done, I've tried so many pairs of underwear. Like I've done hundreds and hundreds of pairs. I'm of sure you I, did your research. Yeah. I know you, and you're very diligent. Oh yeah, and you do so, your homework. And, Not like me, I'm lazy. And it's amazing that a lot of it's it's like even feeling the fabrics, like from the fabric content to the the way it's cut, there's a lot of cuts that are really bad there. Some some of them, the elastic's really tight. Like that was my biggest concern with our brief. When we first got our first sample, it was a little bit tight. I said, no, we got to loosen that up. Like we're, we've been very technical about even fitting it on ourselves and knowing even Tom and I, because we've been, we've been doing, you know, he's been doing this way but longer Tom, than Tom me. is really the expert here. Yes. I mean, he made Calvin Klein and he made to exist. I mean, he made them massive. He made them huge. He put yeah. them on the map. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How did you become friends with this guy? Um, so we met at a um, PR event for To Exist uh, uh, like four years ago. And you and were an influencer, right? You- I was an influencer. I was invited to the event. I went um, and he was there and we met and we just, we. he's like, I don't know why, but I feel like I've known you since high school. And so we just ended up becoming the best of friends and- um, two, two years after that, um, he we decided to do this together. That is amazing. We simultaneously had the same idea within a day of each other. 
Okay. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I will say this, that <laughs> since you've been here, you, you've been staying with us only for two days. And so far, so many things from working out. I mean, yeah. Bennett does his workouts. You do your workouts. I'm like, oh, wow. What is that for? I've never seen that exercise, yeah. you know, doing the push up on the ball, yeah. you know, which is really great. It isolates the chest. I never, you know, I yeah. try to put my hands together, but never on a ball Yeah. that the shorts that you wear, I noticed that you really, I mean, now I understand what an influencer does because the answer you, when I kept asking you questions, oh, where'd you get that from? Where do you, where do you get that from? Yeah. Where do you get bathing suits? You said, just follow me on Instagram. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I told you, I told That's you. exactly it. Okay, but I do follow you on Instagram, but my listeners know I never go on Instagram. So although I follow everyone, I never open it. You have to open it. And I don't I, open I, it. But I think you're almost might be afraid that if you open it, you won't stop. <laughs> you might get addicted. No, I just, I, you know, it doesn't, it's really it just doesn't appeal to me i mean yeah. that's something that doesn't appeal to me i mean if whoever likes it that's great it doesn't appeal because this is something a friend of a friend of mine i told him about TikTok. i just want direct access to you for my answers i don't want to have to go look through everyone's instagram to find yours and filter the i don't i just want to be able to call and say i need this i need that you told me about right. vitamins that can be customized for me because you saw me opening up a like queen what? elizabeth i want to be king i want to call what is how can i be king i don't want to be <laughs> king. no i don't want to be king i just don't want to do anything i don't want to be king i just don't want to do anything i want everything made as easy as possible okay. so what did you tell me when you saw me opening up what was it 12 or 13 vitamins taking out in each one i said and, and i go doesn't that just because that's what i used to do and it drives me crazy i'm living and in I the go, stone age i know you are living this it's it's really just modernizing certain things in your life of things that create life more effectively because I have a busy life. I don't want to think about opening 10 bottles of vitamins. So I, I, I work with a brand called Persona. I told you about Persona, which is personalized nutrition for you. And so you, you sign up, they, um, they go through a whole health panel with you and they help you pick the right vitamins that your body needs. And then we, they, you get these individualized packs the same morning and they have your name on them and they're biodegradable, the little plastic, and they come in these um, boxes and they roll out and you, you just, and you, all you have to do is take it. Okay, it's like, it's not like you have to think about, oh, did I take this one or this one, and this one? I right. just take the pack. I got it. But let's say people want to take, let's say stupid vitamins that like, you know, for my skin or to make me taller or for me to not get Alzheimer's. Yeah. Like how do they manage to get all those different vitamins in the one pack? Can they, can, do they tell the person or do you fill out, you said you fill out a form. Right, so you, 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 when you go online, you fill out information online. So they, what it'll do is it'll assess what you need, what kind of supplements you need. And then you, oops. Oh, geez, um, you don't even have the decency to turn off your phone, Mr. Influencer. I know, no, well, I'm, I know. I'm so yeah. busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and it, it really, what it does is it helps you, um, it helps you organize all the supplements that your body needs. And so, and it comes in individualized packs for you. Right. right? You told me that. Yes. But what I want to know is are the vitamins that I want to take. You can take whatever you want. So you tell them what you want. They find the best one for you. They have all those vitamins. They, they have, have it. They pretty so, much okay. have everything. And they put it in packets so I don't have to open 10 or 12. Yes, exactly. Jars. You open one little packet and you take your vitamins done. Garrett, it's exhausting. <laughs> It's exhausting. I open up all these vitamins, then I take my matcha, then I take my um, wheatgrass, all this, and I'm going to get hit by a bus anyway in like 10 years from now. Why am I bothering? All the money, all the vitamins, I'm choking on them. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that the time that 
you take you don't have to put all you know that spend that time opening the vitamins right. you can go hug your kids in the morning oh geez i'd rather open up the bottles <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding for whoever's listening oh i adore God. and love my kids um they must have driven you crazy which i'll get to later i'm gonna ask you about the kids later but no. um, oh, so wait, how did great. you start off as an influencer because i know you didn't start off as an influencer you were an actor which i also want to ask you about yeah 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 you were in fashion house with bo derrick which i thought was great but how did you wind up um being an influencer was- I, I mean i can see knowing you now you're very informative right you don't only know about brands you know how the brands get started what they're about what their you know motto is like you really do know about stuff i really don't care i'm a visual person right. either i like it or i don't like it i liked your shorts but you explained to me a whole thing about the company right which made me like it more but i don't really care right 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 right, right. so um no i it it was kind of by chance um you know i've i've always been recreating myself this is like i'm a chameleon like if something's not working, I try something else. If that's not working, I try something else. So um, when I moved back to New York about six years ago, I I got up. I hadn't really modeled. I had I had done maybe a couple of gigs, but I was doing a lot of commercials, and I was an actor, so commercials were like modeling. And so I got agents, and um, I started booking a lot of work. And my silver hair I, apparently served me very well, and then. I was told that if you, you need to grow an Instagram following because for models, if you had a high amount of, it would help get you more work. So that's what I understand the whole thing now with modeling is your Instagram account. It's no more like Calvin Klein chose Kate Moss out of the blue and said, no. okay, I'm gonna make her a superstar. She's no. she's beautiful even no. though she's short no. and bow-legged. Now it's the model kind of makes yeah. the designer you know, famous. Exactly, exactly. And so- so that's uh, what you did. You yes. went ahead to grow your Instagram. And I grew it over a period of time. Wait, excuse me one second, Brad. Yeah. Could we put on the air conditioning more? I'm boiling. Sorry. Um, so what I did was I I got on Instagram. I started I started posting. I started tagging brands. Um, I, I worked with a lot of companies to help. Ha- to understand how the growth strategy of following um, engagement, understanding the whole and all the metrics and the analytics that go around Instagram. And I kind of understood it all. And I just kind of growing, growing, growing. And then before you know it, I brands started reaching out to me. I started doing collabs with them, paid partnerships. How did you make money? I, you just said collabs, paid partnerships, but I want to know how the money comes. I mean, well, how does that work? They send you, they want, I mean, people want to collaborate with me. Right. For some reason, everybody that wants to collaborate with me seems I have to come up with the money. I have to come up with the with the factory. I have to come up with the ideas. So I'm not interested in doing collab- collaborations with people that are relying on me for most of the work. So right. either that or just people see sucker on my head. Right, I mean, right, There's right, no way right. everyone says, oh, we can make a lot of money if I put up all the money, do all the work and get the factories. Right. So, so a lot of brands will come, you know, I like to have relationships with brands. I don't, I don't like just doing these one off. I, I've done one off posts, but I find something with the brand that I really like, or there's something that like persona, I love persona. I've become a brand ambassador for them. I love the brand. What is persona? Persona vitamin. Oh, that was the vitamin. Yes. Yes. That was the vitamin. So, you know, I really like the philosophy of their company. I love the idea of personalized health. Um, I thought that was really important to tell that story and I wanted to be part of it. Um, And I started working with them 
And I reached out and I said, I want to continue working with you, your brand, because I think I really like what it represents. It, it fits into my lifestyle. Right. Because really what an influencer is, is how do you make something that's authentic to you and, and, and tell a story from it? So in essence, if I'm curating my story through my, these posts of photos and videos and all of this, I'm giving my this audience insight to my real authentic trial for this product or what it is. So if I'm giving some sort of authentic story, they're more inclined to, it's, it's almost like it's digital marketing, it's advertising in a sense, but they're using it with real people. And so, and I consider myself a real person. I don't consider myself, people come up to me a lot of the times and they say, you're, you're famous, you're a celebrity. And I'm like, no, I, I don't think of myself as that. I think of myself as a real human being trying to connect with people to tell them my story. I'm 52 years old. I've gained a lot of I've gained a lot of wisdom in my life. I'm still learning on a daily basis. There is a humility about you that I like. And um, when you came over to the townhouse, we had dinner for the first time at the townhouse. I really found you to be very refreshing and honest and very um, interested in even wanting to help anybody that you can help. Yes. You do have 112,000 followers, yeah, I think. Yeah. And you have, what, 250 on TikTok or Almost something? Almost, like I mean, in a matter of yeah. a very short time. Yes, So yeah. you definitely, you know what you're doing. I mean, yeah. I notice you do, are, you're very diligent about being on your phone, checking your Instagram, engaging yes. with people. Yeah. I mean, you're the exact opposite of me, you know, you like to engage with the people, you know, early in the and morning, get that. right. <laughs> I know it's, it's a compliment for you. I get it. We all get it. It's you're a compliment. the, you're the queen true. of spades. I'm the queen of hearts. No, I, just, I just don't have what it takes. I don't have what it takes. You do. You love it. You want to help people. You engage with them from early in the morning. I think it's great. What was my point? I had a point here. Oh, so now in such a short span, you grew not only your Instagram, but your TikTok yeah, account, yeah. which I thought was amazing. Yeah. So there are people that are looking to you for what to wear, how to work out, this um, persona vitamins. Yeah. To me, like, you know, I told Brad immediately tomorrow, I'm going to go on and try to figure out how, can, how I can get all my vitamins in pre-packs to make my life easier. Of course. So I'm not so resentful every so time I take the vitamins. You. you did influence <laughs> me, but I can't, but you've influenced me by way of being in person no of course of course and i and i do that just i do that in everyday life you like right. yesterday someone came up to me um who who recognized me from tiktok um when we were on the boardwalk wow. and um and came up to ben and i he's like oh i love your tiktok and 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 every time somebody and and if anybody wants to come up to me, come up to me and say hello. I will except give when he's with me. If you see him with a grumpy <laughs> run, older short, run, run, run the, the other the way. Else. What happened at Taco? We were at Taco. We're having a nice dinner, and I hear screeching. Some guy behind me saw you, your friend. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, you got. Yeah, yeah. He was a booker for a mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like you know you 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 just create a community, and I've created this. You know, I if you if you're if you're kind to people and you're you're generous and you you shed that love it'll all come back to you and it's really interesting how my life that i i've all been on this trajectory of of love and just trying to help people out and trying to give people what i know and and if people like like the fact that this guy came up to me like i went up to him and like i asked him his name how are you like I have a great weekend, you know, just to, not to, to, and to engage in this idea of disconnecting celebrity from 
from person. And, you know, and I understand that there's a lot of people who are fans, right, at the end of the day. But, like, you can be a fan all you want. I'm just trying to put out good vibes in the world. Okay, so you know I make a lot of jokes. You know that I joke about my kids. I joke about I uh, totally agree with you, and my whole platform and my whole podcast and the whole show is really about putting your best foot forward and that's what i talk about all the time you have to put your best foot forward and you know one size doesn't fit all what works for one person might not work for somebody else and the grass is not always greener these are the things that i always remind myself of i've learned these things and when i really learned them it was euphoric i felt like i had so much power that I didn't have before, I really believed it. You know, because it's one thing to say it, mm-hmm. but not believe it. And then there's really a difference when you really believe it and you live your life like that. It's You feel almost like a superhero. Yes. Like nothing can get to you. Right. So I, I, to, I totally get how you are. And I, I see you like to spread the love and you, you're you very concerned about everybody, regardless if you're friends with them, not friends with them. If, yeah, yeah. You know, if they DM you, you answer, you're, you're really sweet. You grew up in Santa Barbara. I don't yes. know if that's... Is that why you're well, sweet? I don't know if that has anything to do. I, I mean, it's still you know, California. I, think it's, I really, you know, I'm going to attribute that to my upbringing from my parents and my my family, my relatives, my grandmother who raised me and my aunts who raised me. You know, I, I, I come from a, um, my family, I come, my mother was a, came from a poor German family um, for, during World War II. They had nothing. Um, they, um, uh, they, my grandmother would actually go into the fields and scrape the excess wheat from um you know in the fields to make bread and so they they had a did your mom come after the war yes she came after After. the war so did she ever talk about what the war was like oh yeah she 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 actually did this whole journal of what it was like did your mom say it really never happened no, she okay, knew. Okay, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, 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 no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Okay, but she was, She told me nightmare stories that she went through, and she and these stories that she and you know they had it really hard, and and I think I I I appreciate that, and and I have to remember, I have to always remember where I've come from, the people that I came from, and and the the um, the morals and the the um, the foundation of who they are and what I've learned from them. Where's your dad from? Um, from Toronto, but his his parents were both from the UK. So technically, I'm a first generation American. But he, you know, even my father, you know, he he's always been this, you know, he's oh, I call my father the Rock of Gibraltar. Like he's he's just this solid rock. He's still alive, 87. He's an architect. He's still working at 87. He um, he took care of my mom till before she died. Um, and he still today, he goes, Oh, I just went to the doctor and there's nothing wrong with these and I'm super healthy. And he goes, well, what about all these fucking aches and pains I got here? And they said, that's just, you know, your body just, it's old, you know? And, and I, and my, my dad, he's, he still, it doesn't stop him from playing golf every Tuesday or going to the gym three days a week or at the drawing, standing at the drawing board, drawing homes, you know, it's, and it's amazing. I think it is, and I think that's key to staying um, to staying young and to staying and, and staying healthy in a way. Of course, you know it's funny because uh, Brad's brother Brian, I was with him at the gym, and I, I just had a headache that I couldn't get rid of. He's like, "I can get rid of your headache," and of course, I rolled my eyes. You know, I'm like, "Okay, Brian, get rid of my headache." And he starts putting his finger on my temples. He rubs them up, down, weird, and he stops. And I'm like, "Okay, I don't have the headache." I go, "But it's going to come back." He looks at me square in the face. He goes stop looking for the pain don't look for it and i was like you're right you're right it went away and i went back to working out so yeah it's like 
if you look for the pain, you'll find it. Of course, of course. And so I think, and, and my parents were married for 64 years. So I come from really, really well-rounded people. And, you know, I think that that's been, a, I've been, that has reflected onto my life and, and, and I always look to them for the answers. I always look, even though they're a little more old school and I'm trying to use what I've learned from them and adapt it to a modern way of living. Mm -hmm. And and I've, I've learned some really great lessons. I mean, and I've failed on many occasions and I have fallen apart and I have, um, I have, I, I got sober 15 years ago. Um, and I do want to talk about that, but that's part of right. growing is, of course, is, is failing. Right. That's sometimes, sometimes in order to, to, to fall, you, you have to, um, you have to, you, in order to, to overcome, like to grow, you need to fall at times. Right. There's time, but it's a matter of people getting back up or not. And I had the will to get back up. So, okay. Santa Barbara, is it anything like the soap opera? No, it's and really it, not. It wasn't. No, it was, it was like this, it's a super chill beach town. People are like, dude, what's going on? They're like super laid back and they like go surfing and they're, and they they drink wine and they're like it Dude. sounds lovely. <laughs> is that where the drugs? Is that where the drugs started? Is that when it started? No, I I that. Do you mind me asking you about the drugs? Oh, not at all. It, that was more in L.A. I got I just went into the wrong gay crowds and so, um, <laughs> and I got tempted to. Um, to partake in the party scene and I was like, oh, this is really. I had, I'd never done a drug until I was twenty six. And I mean, I smoked a little pot and I drank alcohol, but I never, um, I never really partied. And then it wasn't until I was 26 and my first real boyfriend and took me and gave me a hit of ecstasy. And I was like, woo, this is game on. And I just, and ever and 10 years, I, that was like a 10 year span of just wow. going, 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 going. And it just got progressively worse to the point where, you know, I, I think I was, I, and my my career was great, you know, when I got sober. I was on a television series. Yeah. You know, I was wait, before we get onto the television series, yeah, yeah. I do want to talk about it. So first of all, what what drugs did you do, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I mean, we know you did ecstasy. Yeah. I just know. Because no, one thing I, I loved the booger sugar. Is that cocaine? Yes. Okay. So you did a lot of cocaine. Like, because what I'm impressed about is that you're so proud of your sobriety. Oh, now, totally. We totally, you know, we drank, me and Brad, you know, we gargle with tequila in the morning or gin or, you know, I mean, we start off with that. <laughs> sure. and we drink all day. And you're so great. Even Bennett will I'll have save you a seat. <laughs> yeah, save me a seat next to you. Exactly. In double A. But I only want to be, you know. Double A. Is that double A? What is it called? Alcohol? Yeah. A, 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 whatever. A, a, however a. You, call it. <laughs> you know, but I want to sit next to the celebrities, the fun ones. Well, the, the, you would you'd be surprised the great people that you'll meet in the program. Sure. Like there Wait, are but getting back great. to you. Getting so, back to and we'll see you there. Anyways, yes, <laughs> send me a seat. Um, so wait, now, so you said you went through a 10 year binge, right? You've been mm -hmm. sober for 15 years. 15 years. Have you ever, Almost 15 years. Okay, so have you had a drink in the last 15 years to test out to see if you can drink socially? No. You will not? No. Okay. Because that's I not the no, way it works. I, no, but I don't. But I agree. I, but it's, it's funny. I don't. I don't really. I don't really desire drinking. If my life, let me tell you. So something. what was you thinking? My drugs, life, was it drugs or drinking? It was drinking, but drugs were a part of it too. So I gave it all up. And I think it. If my life is this good without drugs or alcohol, why am I want to go back? Like, there's no. I have no reason. Like, I. 
I'm just not, I just have an addictive personality and I know that one will turn into two, two, two to turn into five, five will turn into 10 and 10 will turn into death. Yes. You know, well, I mean, it's really that. It's knowing, simple. it's knowing yourself. And I agree with you. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So now I want to get to the television show because I think that is really so funny because I think me and Brad, Brad and I, excuse me, watched Fashion House with Bo Derek because I love you Bo knew Derek. me back then and you didn't even I know. didn't even You're know like, I That's knew Garrett you. Swan and we're going to be friends with him in 15 years first of all <laughs> what was it like okay there's so many things I mean there's so many people from the show now that are working uh, who are the who are these people who is the Kinney uh, guy the um, one that played the son the very good looking Taylor one. Kinney okay he's on Chicago Fire uh Natalie Martinez she's on a new Wait, show that guy that's on Chicago Fire was engaged to Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yes. Right. I thought they got married. You told me they didn't get married. No, no, they they um they were engaged. He's really good looking. Am I no, wrong? He's very good looking. And very tall. No, I don't no, think he's, he's not, that tall. Oh, I don't he's, know. he's about a little taller than me. Is he an opportunist type of a guy? No, not at you, all. Oh, he's like, not so he, no, he, he's okay. like he's like salt of the earth. He's like such a good guy. And um and so he um he um what was I going to say? I'm sorry, I got distracted by your kids. By the kids screaming, I know. It's hard. Um, so, no, so, so Taylor um, Taylor and Gaga met on a music video, and then I found out that they were dating. I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I'm going to lose him as a friend. And I, so I, I texted him, and I said, I just want you to be happy. And he goes, yeah. And then he called me, and, and he called me. He's like, hey, what's that dish that your mom used to make that I really liked? And I go, and... And I said it and he said, no. And and she was on the phone with him because they were in Ireland together. And I go, where are you? And he's like, we're in Ireland. He said, we're going to Germany and I want to get that dish that your mom made. And she, he said, it started with an S and I go, Spetzel? And they're like, Spetzel. And so, and then I I chatted with Steph, uh, Stephanie German. Steph being um, Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, Lady Gaga. And then um, and then obviously, uh, and and I and I had heard about, you know, I they, told me about that they got engaged and um and you know he was he's just been a, he's been a great friend and then apparently they they it didn't it fell apart she um, wanted him to sign a prenup i don't know oh i don't i don't know, know. Making it up, i have no idea I I, know. you know what i really don't know why they broke up so can um, you want to know how um i don't like, have any dish for you i'm I know, I, i'm sorry to tell you that i have no dish well, this even is if little, i did i wouldn't tell you, you probably you would wouldn't. have to You'd have to kill Brad me could, first. Brad, <laughs> I like the accent. Brad could um, attest to this, that when we were in California, we were with his brother. I forgot where we were. We went to some club, and there was a surprise guest, and it was Lady Gaga. She came out singing. Her voice was so loud and resonated. And it wasn't that big of a club. Do you remember the name of the club it was? No, I don't remember either. In any case, I told Brad, I got to wait outside. Her The sound of her voice is raping my ears. Oh my <laughs> I left and later they came out. I said, she's never going anywhere. Tell her to give up now. <laughs> this goes to show you how little I know. Nobody listened to anything I say because I don't know anything. And she became a superstar right yeah, after that. Right. I should get her on the podcast. Tell her that story. Yeah, exactly. What about um, Natalie no, Martinez? Martinez. She's the one who played the girlfriend of Kenny. Yes. So, and I've been great friends with her. In fact, I just saw her recently. She has a new show coming she out. She has a new show called Ordinary Joe. On ABC. Uh, and yes, and she is, she's just beautiful. And she's, she's just such an honest, beautiful human being. And I love her so much. Like she, whenever I'm with her, it's like, it's like light. She's like a light, like that comes on. And, and 
it's infectious and she's but she's there's such a great authenticity and truth to her and she's um she's originally from miami she was actually scouted many years ago she was um for um j-lo scouted her she was like a a cover girl for a line that j-lo had and then she was a model at the time and then fashion house was her first gig and then she started she became an actress after that she's been on many many series like you'd see like she was on detroit 187 she was on um a cbs show it was a, called the dome mm-hmm. um she was on a show on netflix i think called island um and she's she's been in a lot of movies with jason statham like she, she's done so, so what ha- much so what happened with you and Bo? everybody else seemed to have got their you know shows are you and Bo? what are you you dropped out what happened well i it's funny because my career kind of went from zero to hundred to zero um and, and I wasn't sure why. And I had gotten sober at that time too. So I think my focus was more to get my life together and of which I did. And and I wanted to, again, it was, I've been constantly reinventing myself. It's like, what do I want to do next? Like I want, I'm always wanting to do something new. I was an art director before that. I was an art director in TV and film for, or TV for like eight years. Um, I was a set decorator. I did HBO shows. I did stuff for Comedy Central and for Animal Planet and Discovery Channel and Fox and all these shows. And so, um, and then I wanted to act again. And then I got this series and then that didn't, that career kind of failed. And then I ended up booking a, um, I was on a show with- a reality uh, show. Yeah, right? It was like a reality sitcom. I was in living in Santa Barbara at the time. And they were, Alan Thicke was shooting a reality sitcom with his wife, Tanya Thicke. And I happened to meet one of the producers in Santa Barbara and he's like, oh, and we became friends. And then he said, oh, I'm looking, I'm, I need a gay guy for a, for a scene with Tanya. And I'm like, I'll do it. And he goes, oh, you're perfect. And I go, duh, you should have just said that in the first place. Wait, I don't get why he needed a gay guy to be in a scene because with Because they wanted a posse and they wanted like a, oh, a gay oh, oh, friend not, with oh, her. Oh, not right? a beard. They didn't right. need a beard or but anything. But I, it's funny because I actually had a connection to the fix because my nephew plays hockey with Alan's son. son. Right. Uh, or what was the grandson? Wait, what's what's the father? The grandfather? No, the father. Robin Thick. Robin Thick was the father. Of no, no, no. Alan no. Thick. Alan, Alan Thick's the father. Robin Thick is his son. Oh, got it. Okay. He has three boys, and okay. and Carter is the youngest. So Carter used to play hockey with my nephew, and so so, and he was, in. so, you so did we that had a show. lot. Of, we had a lot, and I had met Alan many times before in Santa Barbara. So, anyways, I got cast in the show, and then they ended up. I ended up becoming friends with the executive producer of the show, Carrie Mudd, who's in Toronto, and um, she's a Canadian. And and long story short, she she ended up knowing my cousin in Toronto and like this, it's like one degree of Garrett Swan. Like, it's like really weird. I had the weirdest connections in the world and they're just random weird things. I know, we walk down the boardwalk and people scream. I'm like, ah, what's that? <laughs> what the hell do they want? And, like, and so um, anyway, so I I was on that show. So I, I kind of like, you know, I, I was like, I, that kind of wanted me to get back into TV a little bit, but then working with Alan Thicke, it was a little tricky because I, I thought I was, um, the show was a little bit more reality and it was, it was, a, it started being a little more scripted and I'm like, I really don't like this, you know? And I took time out to like, I wanted to produce television. I wanted to produce film. Um, and so I had a producing partner and I started pitching television series 
um, at HBO. We got into a bunch of different places and um, we never sold anything. And then I moved to New York and I was like, screw it. I'm going to just be a model and I'm going to reinvent myself once again. And you did. And here I am. And then now I'm developing five years later, I'm developing you, a men's apparel brand. But you've become- like, Where have I gone? Like, it's I'll like, tell you where you've gone. You've become an entrepreneur. Yeah. It was a blessing in disguise yeah. that you weren't able to get any other work right. or you dropped out of the acting business. Right, right. Your pick, I don't know, right. whatever it is. Well, but it really was a blessing in disguise, right. wasn't it? I mean, I couldn't imagine now you I think at your age, you know, going in and trying to get work as an actor. Well, the one thing that I'm really good at is I'm a networker. Like I know I meet people, I connect, I like, I connect the dots. Like now, like when Tom, when, when we're working on, on Alphex, Tom and I are talking about, it and he'll be like, oh, we need so-and-so for this. And I go, oh, I'll just call someone. And he's like, oh, you know that person? You know, it's just, I'm, See, I'm very connected. So okay. I, and, and I think that's, I've opened myself up to the world and to the people around me. And I think that's really important and, 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 to, and having a good connection with people. I will say that is a gift. I'm not, that's not one of my gifts. I'm yeah. not a good networker. And that's one thing you can't pay for you know you can have a publicist you can pay for someone to do your instagram yeah. you can't pay someone to network no, for you no. i'm not a networker so no. it's, a, it's a gift what you have right. and again i'm going to say it was a blessing in disguise that you did get out of acting and you become such a successful entrepreneur yeah, yeah. I really i'm proud of it and you're still sober yeah. i'm still trying to get that drink in him brad he won't take it <laughs> well i don't i'm still trying to understand why, why there's, a, there's like like less than a sip in oh. your bottle and you still have it <laughs> you're right there. there's a little bit of a sip left why did you just bourbon. finish it what the fuck I, I put it in my tea so there's a certain amount i put in my tea when i but you didn't gar you missed it when you were gargling I, this, yeah, morning. this morning exactly so also i do want to say garrett is happily married yes to bennett for two years you yes. got married during covid yeah. yeah yeah bennett chin yes so we met on instagram he had commented on a photo that i posted with my best friend's daughter and it was a really clever comment. And I'm like, oh, who's, who is this guy? And I, I I always look up people and who are they who make clever comments? Cause I'm always curious where the source is. And I looked him up and I was like, okay, he's really cute. He He's a dork, he's goofy, he makes goofy faces and he has a sexy body. I'm like, I gotta meet this guy. So I slid into his DMs, I sent him a message and I said, aren't you handsome? And he goes, well, is the model calling me handsome? <laughs> <laughs> and so we we started chatting and um, a week later we got on FaceTime, we started FaceTiming. We met a few days later and we just, it just connected. And he's really such a sweet guy. I mean, a, he really is, I have guy. to tell you. Yes. Um, how long do you think it's gonna last? Um, Forever. Forever. Wow. Okay. I know you're trying to, you've been in a relationship for 20 something years. I'm looking for misery loves company. I, of course. Give me something. Oh, but like, listen, we have, we have fights. We like, we have. I know he told me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He and, told but, me. And, but we're really good at like, our, we, we love each other so much that we cannot like, resent each other for too long like i'll be like i'm leaving and then he'll be like and then he'll be all upset and then we'll come together it's like i love you i'm so sorry oh god you're yeah. both dorks anyway yeah. <laughs> i just want to go back for a second do you ever speak to bo Derek anymore i haven't i haven't unless i had lunch with her maybe like eight years ago yeah. it's been a while but she's, she's teeny she's still te oh. she's teeny right she was always she's teeny. a big swimmer like she like she I think she wants to like swim across the English Channel or something like that. Was she as beautiful back then still? 
Oh yeah, she's. I mean, she was beautiful. The movie Ten, when she, when she did the movie Ten, yeah, yeah, it was something. She was something to she look at. She was iconic, at. iconic, and something to look at. Yeah, but millennials don't know who she is. No, of course she, they they have no idea no. who Bo Derek is or Morgan Fairchild. Like it's really interesting how this generation does. Like they all know Betty White because Betty White right. had this big like insurgence because that's what the joke was like. People that are yes. older, like actors, they have no idea who, and I'll be like, I was on a series with Bo Derek. And it's like, she's iconic. And they're like, who's <laughs> Bo Derek? And I'm, it's really funny. Um, you also told me that you were bullied in school, which I find a little surprising because- Horribly. Wait, tell me how you were bullied, how? Well, I was, you know, I'm gay. Okay, other than being gay, because <laughs> you're a tall guy, I'm you're a, a muscular- gay guy. And so being a little, gay boy in Santa Barbara, California in the 70s, you know, they're, you're very different. You're, uh, I dressed up in my mom's dresses. I dressed up in my sister's dresses. Oh, okay. And I was wearing that's... pantyhose and wearing one purse in one hand and a Barbie doll in the other. Well, it wasn't about being gay. You were cross-dressing in a way. Well, I, I was surprised that I'm not a drag queen because I started at three. And um, and I really could have gone full-fledged into that. My, I said to my mom actually one time, I said, I want to be a girl. And now I'm kind of like, why did I say that? <laughs> you look like really, you I enjoy... really like my penis. Yes, you do. <laughs> I was going to say, you look like you like your penis yeah. and you like being a guy. Right. You're muscular. You well, like no, being but, a guy. But, I'm, but I also, like, even though people are... In the back, you know, people who are going through transformation of transgender and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I can fully kind of understand like not feeling comfortable in your own body and going through that stress. And 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 I feel for all those people because I know it's and and I have friends who have, have transformed and and are just beautiful human beings. Anyways, but going through the bullying, you know, it was it was all the kids that were like they rode motorcycles and they were in sports and all that. And I was just different, you know. I was a different kid. I was raised by old German women um, and I watched soap opera. I was more interested in soap operas than I was in football, you know. Um, I, I knew Erica Kane, like she was the first word that came out of my mouth. Right, Erica Kane was Susan Lucci. Susan Lucci, right. yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. All my children. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I I was an outcast and, and, and I got chastised i mean i was i was bullied heavily i was called faggot gay gay you know buttfucker you know all that kind of stuff did you ever think you wanted to transition or did you ever really think you were a girl no i no i think that um i really knew that i was gay i think when i really knew it was funny it's it was remember the movie making love with Kate Jackson and Michael Onking and Harry Hamlin. Of course. Remember? And they have that scene, the two guys finally make out and uh -huh. they kiss. Something happened in me that night when I watched that movie, when I was around 10 years old. So that was the one that told me that I knew that I was, that I was gay. Um, and, and I never, you know, it's funny. And my family didn't, they always, my mom always said, she's like, I always knew. And then she goes, I just wished I raised you with a healthy conscience in your own self, because I, I had so much shame from it. And and even in high school and still being bullied in high school and junior high school. And, um, and it was like, there was one time in seventh grade, I was pinned by 20 boys doing the same thing and leaving me there crying helpless. And, and it was, it was a trauma. It was, you're, you know, you're 13 years old. You have no one to protect you. I had nobody, 
you know, now there's all these, or thank God there's all these organizations for kids and I'm a survivor of that kind of yeah. stuff, you know? And, and there's so many of us that had to go through that. And, you know, and I know so many kids that um, commit suicide based upon this and it, and it's really, really, it's, it's awful. And it's, no one should feel that alone. But you were lucky in the sense that you had such supportive parents. Well, you know what, actually they really didn't, weren't, they never knew about that. Oh. I hid that from them and they all knew that I was being bullied a lot and they still loved me for who I was. But the thing that saved me is I went in and I was in drama class was in theater is was my was my um my outlet. safe space and, it was and, my and outlet. Your confidence and it gave you your confidence yes it did give me confidence and it, be, it it made me become the person i am today and i think because of that i am th that theater background and having all those kids that loved me for who i was and s saw a talent in me then i knew that I, I i could be i could fit in my own circus I got to tell you, listen, I find that you're going to be bullied in one form or another. I was never Still bullied in school. <laughs> no, you're not. But I mean, I was never really bullied in school at all. Yeah. We're going to finish in two seconds. I know okay. you have to head back to New York. I was never really bullied at all. But yet I found that when I did come out, my family, I guess, at that time for a brief time, I felt bullied by. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah. They weren't happy about, you know, me being gay, which, you know, I can understand in a way. But in any case, so I think everyone has to really come to terms with themselves and just have the confidence yeah. to find what I think is going to make them confident. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, you did. I agree. I agree. I got to tell you, I had a great time this weekend. I hope you guys come again. I hope the kids didn't scare you away. Not that. at all. I love your children. But they were well, yeah, the, gunner, a gunner is like we're doing a little we have a little TikTok connection going oh, yeah, here. Yeah, so I'm scared. <laughs> all right, well, good. I know Brad's gonna drive you now to the station. I'm so glad you were thank such you. A, you no, were such thank a you to come sit down. We pulled out the uh the podcast stuff and 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 the <laughs> we pulled out all the equipment and I made you sit here. So thank you. No, sport. thank you. I'm I love this. I love sitting down and and having some, you know, and sharing my story. Yeah, and tell people what your Instagram handle is. Uh, the Garrett Swan, uh, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-S-W-A-N-N. Garrett Swan. The Garrett Swan. And people Swan. should be looking for the underwear. Alphex. And Alphex, yeah, Alphex. the underwear. Alphex.com, A-L-P-H-X.com. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited. Sign um, up, buy underwear. I'm telling you, this is the best underwear. Yeah, you just better airbrush Brad. I want him. Just airbrush. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> Not in your life, though. <laughs> you've been listening to Rich in Life with Rich Arani. If you liked what you've heard, click subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Or visit us at richinlife.com. That's R-I-T-C-H in life.com.